0: Thank you very much, welcome to the show, another episode of the Boys of Tech, New Zealand's longest running tech podcast. This is episode 325 for Tuesday the 31st of March 2015. My name is Edwin Herman and joining me over Skype, I have Brett King and Ben Sonko. Hello, good morning. Well, it's time for another podcast, another week's been, another weekend's rolled over. Did anyone get up to anything interesting over the weekend? Cuba Duper. Cuba Duper, Yes, actually, I was there too. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I popped down. I didn't down. see you. You didn't see me. No, I was there only briefly, and then I was, uh, I was monitoring CCTV cameras for uh, for the event <laughs> uh, for the rest of the event. But you yeah, know, I was. <laughs> uh, I was there big on the brother Saturday.
1: Brother is watching.
2: That's Sorry? so creepy.
0: It's uh, not creepy. It's, called, <laughs> it's, it's just <laughs> security work. It's like you know?
1: every time I walk past one of them, I look up at one and I go. Is Ed there? Should I wave? Is that weird?
0: (laughs) Do do you know what, Brett? I'll tell you something. When I go out in the town now in Wellington and I'm with a group of mates, I get them all to wave at the camera. I'm like, come on, guys, let's wave at the cameras. And we (laughs) wave. And I don't know who's sitting in there watching us, but it'll be one of the people I'm rostered on with, probably. Yeah. No, Koopa Dooper was good. Uh, a, it they was make,
1: busy, even though it rained.
0: Yeah. Now, mm. I don't know how many they got, but they were expecting eighty to 100,000, which is three Westpac Trust Stadium falls. Mm. Stadiums full. Stadium fulls or Stadiums full? Stadiums full, stadium's probably. Full. Yeah. I don't know if they got that. I, I, I sus- don't
1: know if they got that, not with the rain. No, I suspect... But it was still a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. For the fact that it was writing.
0: I'll tell you what, um I don't know if you noticed they the one of the um bits I really liked, I think it was on Dixon Street, was they had this life sized you know, uh, soccer table. You know the soccer table that you Foosball. Foosball, effectively, yeah. They had a life sized version of that blow up, and you know, the, the players, if you like, are, are real people, they hang on to the to the poles, the bars that yep. come across, and there's con- real life other people controlling the people. Um, and they had two, two cop teams versus each other at one point. Cops versus yeah. cops. So that was kind of cool. Cool. Yeah. There was always something different at different times, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, yeah. They had the entire schedule, different things happening. I had lunch across from a bunch of people learning how to line dance.
0: Oh, really? They even had yeah. line dance? Wow.
1: Yeah. And I liked how all the different little cafes and other shops and stuff got into it and were doing something different than they normally would on that day.
0: Yeah, that's so good, isn't Lots it? of the,
1: the cafes changed what they were doing for that day so that they could be more involved and more out front.
0: Yeah, that's really good. I didn't notice that because I, I didn't really sort of wander around to any of the shops. I just sort of went up and down the middle. But it's really good that, that they do that. Yeah. Mm. It
1: was a good day. I hope they succeeded enough for it to come back next year.
0: Yeah, is that the first – I haven't – heard of this before. Is it the first one? Or?
1: Yeah, this is the first one. This is kind of – this is the revitalization of what used to be the old Cuba Carnival, which kind of fell over. Oh,
0: yeah. It kind of like well,
1: didn't <laughs> yeah. really fall over. It was an argument. Well, yeah. it was an argument and it was a argument that I believe involved financial.
2: <laughs> yeah, because well, the guy asked for a certain amount of money from the council and the council said no and then – the council basically said, "It's my ball. I'm going home," um, and yep. ran their own one. <laughs> so, yeah. Well,
1: they didn't run anything for five years. No, yeah, yeah, and got a lot of complaints over the fact that Cuba had lost its carnival. Yeah, because it was awesome.
2: You know Indeed, Cuba's the carnival was amazing. <laughs> and this this was good, but it didn't have the same didn't have the same feel to it.
1: No, no, I think it was impacted quite a bit by the fact that it was raining on both days.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I think that has a certain amount to, to account for as well. Before we lose all our listeners that aren't from Wellington or have no interest in, in Wellington, New Zealand, uh, <laughs> we'll dive straight into the into the tech stories. I've got prepared for us three stories. First of all, uh, this is kind of a rumour at this stage. I haven't heard anything an, more concrete. It's
1: kind of a rumour, Edwin. It's entirely a rumour.
0: Okay, all right, thank you. It's entirely a rumour. There we go. It's like being kind of pregnant, you know. (laughs) You're either pregnant or you're not. Um, In our case, we aren't because we're guys. But anyway. um, (laughs) Where (laughs) Where did that come from? I don't know. (laughs) 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 Edwin's just stating a fact. (laughs) I guess.
2: Is there something you're not supposed to be saying yet, and this is how you're saying it (laughs) on the podcast? No, no, no. Because that's really not the good best time, I don't think.
0: (laughs) No, not at all. Uh, (laughs) I don't know where that came from. But anyway. I've done a really bad job of introducing the story. What I was gonna say was it was it's a rumour, and I haven't heard anything more concrete yet, that someone wants to buy AMD. None other than come on guys. Uh, Google. No, not Google. Uh, come on, App Ben, you know. Microsoft. No no. Uh, Would they? Well, uh, they probably wouldn't mind. Cisco. Nah. Cisco, yeah. <laughs> All right, you're gonna make me say, aren't you? Samsung. Uh, oh. But you knew that. Samsung are rumored to be interested in buying AMD. Although, is, is, I don't know, I mean, I can kind of see why. I mean, Samsung's a chip maker, AMD are, strangely enough, a chip maker.
2: Oh, Samsung's, you can't, you can't sum sum up Samsung in one word.
0: No, well, no, but what I mean is they have a, a large, a very large and very prominent chip manufacturing division is what I was meaning by that. And it would kind of make sense in a way, but the thing is, is AMD worth buying anymore? I mean... I don't know. It just seems to be falling behind a little bit.
1: My laptop takes offence at that.
0: It's an AMD, is it? Hey, look, it doesn't... Yes.
1: Don't worry, I won't (laughs) understand it.
0: (laughs) It'll (laughs) still be processing what I've seen for another 12 years.
1: (laughs) 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 It understands it perfectly well, and it understands it for the same power and less price than an Intel.
0: (laughs) Sorry, I I can't hear you, but you're breaking up. (laughs) <laughs> hey, you stopped
1: dissing my entirely Intel and NVIDIA-powered main computer. Thank you very much.
0: Oh, you're on the Intel one at the moment, are you? Look, I've got nothing against AMD. I'm just stating a, my position. Are they Are they not falling behind a little bit in, in the, chip, uh, in the C, uh, CPU, at least, market?
1: They're, the CPU market has always been a game of leapfrog, where one of the developers will come up with something brand new, and they will... Jump over the opposition for a little bit, and then the opposition will come up with something which matches it or surpasses it, and they will then take the lead. It's always been twinning and throwing. I, Intel has, for the last couple of years, been in the front.
0: I think I thought it was I a little bit more that. than just for a yeah, couple of years. It's
2: been more than a couple of years, but oh, there's I still people that are big. There's still people that are big in like there's a certain gaming group that seem to be big into um, AMD. There's yeah, little pockets well, that AMD are big. have
1: always had had that core sort of enthusiast group because AMD are less likely to gimp their chips, whereas Intel will put out a chip that has, you know, the capability of performing at this level, but they will have hardware locked that chip to perform at significantly less than that level so that if you want something that performs at that level, you have to buy the other version of that chip, which is not locked. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's Whereas a value. AMD, it, it's a value proposition, but <laughs> here's the performance. Here's what you pay. It doesn't matter w- w- whether it has, you know. I mean, well, if, you, yeah, if, you're a, if you're buying, if you're buying a it's
1: easier to overclock than get more performance boost out than than Intel ones Right. Okay. In so then
0: you're saying that's a better value, bit of enthusiast. Yeah. Mm. Okay, but what I, I guess what I was getting at is, it, you know, it's a bit like saying, "Well, okay, you, I'm buying a four cylinder car now. It has a V8 in it, but it's disabled. You, you, but as long as I know I'm getting, if you like, four cylinders, and I'm paying this much for it, and I'm happy to do that, then that's fine. It doesn't matter whether it's got a, a souped up V8. Yeah, but as you're well. not thinking like matter. an
1: enthusiast, Edwin, because an <laughs> enthusiast will go, "Oh my God, that's a V8." But the marketing is a four cylinder car, which means it's selling at a price for a four cylinder car. So if I buy that thing, I'm going to dig around inside that sucker until I can make it eight.
2: Yeah, I mean, part of the problem could also be the manufacturing, and that they, you know, they make a whole sheet of chips and then they test them, and depending on what speed, they'll sell them. You know, they will, they will basically put them into that category, and I assume they'll apply the hardware limit or the the software limit almost, so that they don't go beyond what they're been tested and approved at mm. and that could be part of the reason so it's in your best interest to not overclock them but like you said if they're one if, if you're someone who wants to overclock then AMD's the better space to be
1: in mm. and yeah, yeah there is a massive community of people who like to push the limits of what their what their silicon is able to give them yeah yes. i mean why,
2: why shouldn't you fill your case up with cooking oil
1: indeed You mean mineral oil, not cooking oil.
2: Oh, sorry. I thought you put cooking oil and then you could cook your chips in it as well.
1: (laughs) No. Okay. It's mineral oil. Cooking oil can catch fire. Well, that's part of the fun, isn't it? No. (laughs) (laughs) No enthusiast wants to smell things burning.
0: (laughs) The crazy Russian guy on YouTube probably would.
2: Possibly. Oh, what a... Who's that guy?
0: Well, he goes by the name of the crazy Russian guy. On YouTube, yeah, oh. he does. You know, he's got. He, I remember, a lot of people remember him for videos for blowing up things and whatnot. But I always remember him for doing the. I think it was him. I'm sure it was him. The uh, the coke one where he boils several liters of coke right down until it's all the water's gone, you know, evaporated, and the only thing left is this sticky, thick tar-like substance. Mm. This
1: the congealed syrup.
0: Yeah, effectively, yeah. But,
1: and then what happens?
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh, oh, well, there there was nothing particularly interesting other than he was making a point, like, do you really want to be drinking this? Uh, uh. Here's how much, most of it's sugar, and then there's, of course, colorings and, and food and flavors. Do you want it, to be having geez, this much sugar in it? You can
1: do that with most anything. Yeah, that's what I was Take thinking Take a nice as well. chicken broth, bring it down and condense it, and suddenly you've got this horrible foul-tasting crystalline substance at the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. Whatever, I, I don't know, but his, his video is interesting. Hey, can we talk about- Dude, the? you can the, do that with water too. Boil down water
1: that comes from your tap and oh, see the crap ca- that's calcium. left over from that oh, and go, do you really want to be drinking this? Yeah, well, and the, that's right. the point of the question is, well, the answer to that question is, yes, you do. <laughs>
0: All right, can we talk about Ford's car with the, the next story? Can we do that? No. Okay. Well- <laughs> <You can know. laughs> well, we're going to anyway. So, Ford have come out with this car that's capable, if you so wish to take advantage of this feature, to speed limit your vehicle to the posted road limit.
1: It seems terrible. Seems like a terrible idea.
0: Well, it re- it, re- it seems
1: premature, is, is my thought to it. You see, on, tell us maybe why. in a country that clearly signposts their speeds and their changes in speed, it would be good. But in a country, say, like New Zealand, where you might come out of a 50K zone and enter into a 70K zone where there is no posted sign that says you've now changed into a 70K zone, your car's going to still think you're in a 50K zone and if you've got the feature enabled, it's not going to want you to go faster than 50.
0: But Brett, unless you're coming off a private driveway or a private road... That is almost non-existent in New Zealand. No, all the side roads have you tell me. You tell me one place.
1: They're not always clear, Edwin. Quite often there is trees and other things that obstruct the signs.
0: Mm. Well, the thing is, you can and always override. Okay, roads, okay wait, You the can always override like this anyway. You can always override this. You can just push Indeed, your foot down a bit harder on the accelerator. Indeed, which is why as I was
1: reading that story, I was going, oh, my God, that would never work in New Zealand until I saw the fact that you could just turn it off and ignore it entirely. And then I was like, well, that's going to be the default setting for most people.
0: I don't know. I think it would be quite useful. I'd be quite happy to use that driving to work through the 50, where I know it's a 50K zone and the signs But, you know, well, I would set it to that and I uh, I, I know it would never go over that limit. got a better
1: usage in town and in cities where the speed-limited areas are very clearly signposted. And yes, it would be perfect for when you're driving around and it will let you know that you have entered in a school zone and you should be going a lot slower than 50. So I think inside a town and inside a city where the signposts are clear and they are regularly posted, it would be a good idea. But
0: the one thing I wonder is, it's designed to read these, the traditional road signs. Will it read the electronic speed signs? Probably not. The overhead ones. I'd love to know whether that works. Yeah. It's it's kind of nice. I think it will
1: only read the traditional road sign, which is posted in in an appropriate part on the side of the road with the appropriate shape and everything for it to recognise that that is a speed sign. Hmm. Because you don't want it to be reading the, you know, your appropriate speed and adjusting your speed limiting if you're going past a sign that says your you're speed, your current speed is,
0: <laughs> your current speed is 112. <laughs> yeah, and then,
1: current speed sign or the sign that says turn left the A1.
0: Well, it wouldn't do anything with A1, would it?
1: Well, it might see one and go, oh, it's speed?
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I don't know. I thought it was kind of. Neat. I mean, it's optional. You can override it. You can, but at the same time, you can choose to have it. It's a little bit like cruise control, really.
1: I think it's got a, a lot of potential for in city and in in town usage, where everything is clearly signposted and, you know, regularly signposted. Hmm. But out in the country, on the little on the back roads and all the by roads that get you places around. Between cities and towns, yeah, it's just going to be annoying and people turn it off.
0: Well, okay, we'll see. I, I was excited, but we'll see about it. You, you may be right.
1: I like the pedestrian detection that you can get put on your car in this this same Ford S Max.
0: Yeah, that that's good. yeah. I mean, you know, car technology is just evolving so fast.
1: Indeed. And as we talked about last time, sometimes the car manufacturers aren't thinking about all of the side effects of the technology they're developing. So hopefully these different things, they've actually thought about these, at least with the speed limiting one, they have thought about it somewhat. It does not put the brakes on (laughs) to slow you down. It just starts to limit the amount of fuel to go to the car to, to bring down its speed.
0: And if you're going down a hill and you're gathering speed and it takes you over the limit, it will warn you, but it won't apply the brakes.
1: Indeed, it warns you to put the brakes on.
2: I don't know that limiting the amount of fuel to the engine is a particularly good way of controlling that, though. Like, I mean, imagine if you wanted to slow down your computer, do you just limit the amount of electricity you give to it? No, but it's like lifting your foot off.
0: It's like lifting your foot off. It's like
1: lifting the foot off. That's what it's essentially doing. It's bringing the speed down at a much more stable rate than slamming the brakes on.
0: Yeah, it's just like lifting your foot up a little bit from the accelerator. Yeah,
2: but when you lift your foot up, that's actually adjusting the accelerator cable, which is adjusting the tension
1: and righty-righty-right. Yeah, righty, righty. which this is adjusting like the amount of fuel that's going through, if, especially yeah, this, if you've got electronic fuel ingestion like most cars these days.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's all. That's my understanding it's as all, well. That's yeah. all it's doing.
1: Yeah, most of it's fly-by-wire these days. It feels like your pedal's connected to something, but it's not.
0: Anyway, there we go. That's the uh, new what, – what, what cars are they in? Ford what?
1: The S-Max.
0: Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, the S-Max. All right, last story. Oh, no, it's a New Zealand story. We need a little musical ditty. Here it comes. (laughs) All right, welcome back. Now, the New Zealand story I've got for you is an announcement by Two Degrees. They held a press conference. They invited a, a bunch of people in from the press and they said we have an announcement to make. And they made the announcement. And the announcement is they have bought Snap. So now two degrees. What's snap? Snap Internet provider. What's snap Internet? It's a, uh, it, well, was a business-to-business internet provider. Really? Mm, it's got some big customers. In Wellington, here in Wellington, I think one of its biggest customers, if not the biggest, is Victoria University of Wellington.
2: Yeah, they've really? got a mm. quarter share. They're the fourth biggest internet provider in New
0: Zealand, apparently. I've mm.
2: never heard of them. I'd heard of them, but I didn't know they were that big.
0: I, I'm same as uh, Ben. I, I've heard of them, but I didn't realise they were that big. But I think that's partly to do with the fact that it's primarily business to business, yeah.
2: and also the fact that the New Zealand internet market's
0: pretty small. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so now Two Degrees, to, uh, traditionally mobile only, and in some areas piggybacking off Vodafone, now can offer landline. Uh, well, when I say landline, as in uh, line. What do you call it? Home-lined ADSL services, and more How? USB as well. If
1: Snap is mainly business yeah. to business, is its infrastructure really designed for home? Well,
0: or? they are planning to go to offer services to to homes. So,
2: I mean, they're probably just reselling chorus connections and then doing their own, um, you know, connectivity over top of mm. it.
0: Oh yeah, like everyone else. Well, yeah, right? Like everyone else.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so. Once you've bought a pipe out of the country, you might as well use it. You might as well sell it to people. Mm. Well. And if you're mainly business, you've probably got a lot of bandwidth available at the night time when, you know, you've got these little punks going on, so.
0: That's a point. So now it's kind of got the full, uh, I guess, the full offering now, and mm. uh, it'll be interesting to see what sort of deals they do as well. Uh, perhaps if you have a mobile phone with them, you are It'll be interesting to see what the their cheaper. two
1: competitors start offering businesses.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly, I, I think it's a good thing. It certainly provides uh, a, a more level playing field in all areas and, you know, mm. landline-based uh, as well as mobile-based.
1: Because I was massively surprised when you said that, you know, Vic Uni used Snap. Yeah, they, they Vic Uni's phone services are with Spark, aren't they?
0: Uh, you might be right. Yes, I think you might be right on that. But the internet pipeline's very different. I mean, for a big customer like that, it's not like, it's, it's. as you know, it's not just like DSL on top of the copper calling or anything like that. Well,
2: indeed. Green calling telecom cables. spark doesn't solve the problem of them being rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> they're, still, they're still completely rubbish, <laughs> just with a different name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that could be a good slogan. We're still rubbish, just with a different name.
2: We're well, that same old no, rubbish you
1: know and love. That's not a good slogan a in the
0: <laughs> no, it's not, not not at all. So anyway, there you go. Snap uh, brought up by two degrees. That was the announcement. People were kind of speculating when they had announced that they had an announcement, but hadn't said what it was yet. Did you Did you
2: announce your speculation on what the announcement of the announcement might be?
0: <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't even announce that there was an announcement of the announcement uh-huh. on, on Twitter or anything like that.
2: Well, next time you really should announce that so that we're aware of the <laughs> announcements that are taking place. <laughs> okay. in,
0: case we, in case
2: we want to speculate on what the announcement might be.
0: All right. I'm going to announce that it's the end of the show right now and that we've wrapped up episode 325. And Ben and Brett, I want to thank you both for co-hosting. It's been fabulous. Always a pleasure. Yeah, I guess it was all right. <laughs> oh, I guess it was all right. All right. <laughs> that's it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you again next time. Till then, Goodbye.